In order for the Cubs to have success in 2023, what players have to do their particular thing well? We start to get into that today. We give you the 26-person roster if the season started today and best and worst of the week. Here we go. Locked on Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Cubs. Alongside Sam Olber, I'm Matt Cozy. Pleased to be with you for a fun, fabulous, fantastic Friday episode. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Sam and I are lifelong fans, taking our passion into a discussion with you on all things Cubs. Sam, it was perfect. It was great. Another great week in the Cubs. Off season, a lot of good discussion, uh, a lot of fun shows, good engagement with the listeners, and we hope to finish out the week strong here, uh, including a little new look if you are joining us on YouTube. How's it going over there? And excited to talk Cubs here. I feel like I'm part of PTI. The only problem is I don't really like Kornheiser or Wilbon, so you could pick which one to be. I'll be the other uh, with these uh, with these. Uh, the, the layout here, although they had it on the right, but uh, yeah. yeah, you call it a great week in the Cubs off season. That feels a bit strong, uh, but you know, you got to do what you got to do as a host. Uh, I'm excited to talk about finally, I, I, I'm getting tired of talking about potential moves and, sure. and things of that. I, I'm excited to talk about baseball and opening day rosters and, and who needs to succeed in order for this to be an 87 win ball club and, 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 and what, what are their numbers have to be? So let's jump into that instead of recapping another great week in the uh, Cubs off season. Yeah, um, perhaps I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Well, today we're going to debut a player series, as you can see on the rundown at the bottom there. And for all our audio peeps, we're going to do a player series in which we try to answer the question, in order for the Cubs to do well in 2023, this player needs to do well in and try to answer uh, that question in whatever format uh, we can. So we're going to start uh, with quite a bit of variety, actually, for this first uh, time through. I think it'll be intriguing, the names, the information uh, that we bring up, and we're going to start uh, with Sam Olber, who's going to bring us up to speed on a certain important reliever that maybe a lot of fans didn't even know who he was entering 22 and could have a big role in 23. Follow me at Sam Olber on Twitter, at Sam Olber on Instagram as well, if you'd like. Um, Fantastic. So this offseason, Matthew, bullpen-wise, we've added Brad Boxberger. I believe that he will be a late-inning guy. I have no idea what they're going to do with the closer role. Do you? I don't. I think it's up for grabs. Yeah, I think it's up for grabs, and it might be a, a, it might be a, a closer by committee situation. Mm-hmm. You have Hughes back there. Uh, we, we mentioned Boxberger. Uh, th- th- there's plenty of other guys. The guy I want to focus on that I think – if this bullpen, if the Cubs are going to have one of those bullpens like they had with Tapera and Kimbrel, or with uh, uh, Givens 
and and Robertson, if they're going to have a surprisingly good bullpen, which I think we all know if the Cubs are going to be good, that has to be good. And I know I'm teasing this very long here, but in April and May, when you're a team like the Cubs, it's very important that you have early success. The last thing you want to do is be in position to win a bunch of one-run games early in the season, blow those games, and then the media is talking, oh, this Cubs team's not that good, this isn't going well, this isn't going well, when in reality, if you just if the bullpen does their job, instead of being early in the season, 10-8 and 8 and 8-10 eight and 10 sound like a big difference. It's two games, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure you close the games you're supposed to win I think Mark Leiter Jr. has to be a crucial piece to this year's bullpen. And here's why I I highlight Mark Leiter Jr. I have some statistics that I've prepared. As a starter last season, in a very brief amount of time, he was what you call an unmitigated disaster. 14 (laughs) innings, ERA over eight. Okay, Okay. That inflated his ERA. Out of the bullpen. 53 innings pitched, 62 strikeouts, just 37 hits in 53 and a third innings with an ERA of 2.87. But here's here's the interesting part. Listen to these splits. This is what guys hit against them out of the bullpen. You ready for this, Mateo? Yes. 192, 276 with a slug of three... Oh, one. The average hitter against Mark Leiter Jr. out of the bullpen was significantly worse than our Jason Hayward, our Nick Madrigal. Um, through the first time, first time through the order uh, uh, as a relief pitcher. So basically, when he comes in and he just throws an inning, 2.42 ERA. 55 strikeouts, 44 and two-thirds innings, 196, 286, 301. My point is, after dragging this along way too long, because for whatever reason, I have an irrational excitement over Mark Leiter Jr. out of the pen, is if you just keep him to one inning, and he's your seventh or eighth inning guy, or earlier if you'd like, but just keep him at one inning, he was outstanding last season. Not good, not great outstanding and it looks like the peripherals and the stuff really sticks out and if you remember matt and i'll swing it over to you i apologize here uh but you know don't I get apologize a, this is stuff i really like you know apologize again i'm gonna kick you off this program do you do you remember in a couple of his starts last year particularly the one at Coors field the first inning or two he looks immaculate right you, I remember you texted me, look at Mark Leiter Jr., six up, six down, four Ks. I said, well, just wait till the third or the fourth. Guess what? If he's just doing his job as a reliever, you don't have to pitch more than an inning. Correct. So I, I think he is a guy to keep an eye on. Of course, Keegan Thompson, Alzali, all these guys. My, my point is, is Boxberger's a nice addition. I think that there is enough right now, right now, to not to not have an average bullpen, but a very good one at Wrigley Field. Wow, that's really good information there. And, and I think Leiter could even give uh, more than one inning, depending on the, the situation in the ballgame. Yeah, but 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 don't. Because okay. you have you have Thompson, you have Alzali, who knows how they'll use Smiley or Wisniewski. When he just went one inning last year, I mean, he was... <laughs> You're right, you just presented it. Yeah, he was great. So so just leave him there. You have plenty of other All guys... Right, fine, go, fine. You, 
You have you have plenty of other guys that can go that can go multiple innings. Okay, Cy Lighter. I just I was confused by the player you were talking about. I wasn't no, sure. No, I'm, I'm I'm telling you, watch out for him. Okay, I will. The important player from my side of the glass, at least to lead off this series, is going to be catcher Jan Gomes, who needs to continue to be a solid presence at the catching position. Detractors would click, uh, quickly point out his offensive struggles. Indeed, Gomes in 2022 carried a slash line of 235, 260, 365 with eight home runs. But his defensive prowess and leadership ability is what makes Gomes an important player. Don't want this to be a anti-Wilson Contreras uh, section here, but with Gomes catching the Cubs starting rotation posted a 3.72 ERA and excluding Marcus Stroman, whose difference was marginal, all the main starting pitchers had drastically different ERAs with Gomes behind the dish, including my ace of the staff, Justin Steele, who posted a 1.36 ERA Mm. with Gomes catching. I have two quotes here, one from David Ross, who says there's a lot that goes into game management that can't be put in numbers. There's a calming effect he brings to pitchers that not everyone has. It comes from the fact that he's seen a lot. He's been a part of a lot of winning. He's been in the highest leverage situations, and he knows how to handle uh, the staff. Mm-hmm. And then from Drew Smiley, he's just so good at making the pitcher feel comfortable and putting them in the best p- position to succeed. So Gomes, he's calm, he's quiet, he's pitcher friendly, and I get it. You, you all might be in that mode of, hey, well, what's he doing for me? on the Mm -hmm. other side of the ball at the plate. But how about this, Sam? Do the best teams in baseball right now, do they have offensive catchers or defensive catchers? Because the the world champion clearly planted their flag defensively. Yes, but the world champions also have other hitters that can cover for the catcher. True, true. But in this version of the Cubs, which yeah, is right. clearly built on pitching and defense mm-hmm. and preventing runs, and I get it. How sustainable is that going to be? Well, you know, as the summer drags out, as we get to the fall. But as a, as a team that's built on a system of run prevention, they have one of the better catchers you could you could say mm-hmm. in the league. And I think that he does need to. Uh, improve offensively um, 86 games in 2022 more than I realized for Gomes so continue to do what you do behind the plate Jan and I'll round up that game total to 90 this year because I think Tucker Barnhart will play you know 70 80 plus games as well they, they might I don't think it'll be a 50 50 split but you know maybe a 90 72 split there mm-hmm. I, I think 90 games hit over 240 OBP over 300, 10 plus home runs. Mm-hmm. Um, he he got in the teens with with Washington in, in 2021. So we'll see what he could do from that side. But from a defensive perspective, there is no reason why you shouldn't feel good about Gomes uh, behind the plate. Agree with everything you said. I'll just highlight one thing quickly that Ross said and you said. Jan Gomes is one of those players where numbers are vastly overrated. Okay. 
if he comes up with nobody on two outs in an inning, let's let's just use opening day as an example because you know this. This is what I love. This is what gets me going. Game situations and actually talking about baseball. We've gained such a great following in the offseason. I can't wait to express my my in game mode with, with our new listeners. Let's say let's say Jan Gomes comes up in the in the second inning, nobody on two outs. That the result of that at bat really doesn't make a difference to me. Okay, no. it just doesn't. What, what Jan Gomes' job offensively, forget what the numbers say, is to not kill you on offense. When he comes up in those situations, first and third, one out, bases loaded, one out, first and second, one out, he has to try and avoid those six four three double plays that he grounded into a lot of last year. If he could do that and he could just deliver and really lock in in the big spots, try and go the other way with runners in scoring position to avoid double plays because he can't run and he hits the ball on the ground a lot, uh, uh, that that's more than enough for him. So I wouldn't even put a, a target batting average on, and I wouldn't even put anything on that. His job, just don't crush us on offense. Like don't, don't have games where you leave five, six guys on base and, 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 yeah. and he'll be more than fine because everything defensively leadership wise, he does bring to the table. Yeah. He's going to hit ninth. He's going to get the least amount of plate appearances. Um, but the fact is that Cubs pitchers enjoyed throwing to him. Right. And and circling back to Contreras, ironically, as great of a hitter as he is, and he's he's he isn't great, but he's good, he also has the double play problem, right? It's a, that that's a that's a a, a down the lineup problem for the Cubs. That's why they got Swanson, because Swanson's ground ball rate's fairly low. Hap's ground ball rate's crazy. Got got to avoid those big double plays. And and who knows though, right? That's where the shift comes in. Maybe that helps Gomes. Maybe maybe that those ground yeah. balls that kept finding the shortstop uh, uh, sneak through a hole because he's got to shade up more up the middle now. All these things will be fascinating on a day-to-day basis for our ball club, but I agree with you. I think Jan Gomes is going to be an important piece, and and I expect him to to not be the problem for the Cubs. Is that, that fair? We know two of the players that are going to open on March 30th with the Cubs, who are all 26 if the season – Started today. We get to that coming up next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. Your goal could be to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like that and you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then we've got the thing just for you, Built Bar. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Covered in 100% real chocolate uh, with flavors that are unbelievable like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box or even go online. Built.com is still a great option, but you can now get Built Bars at your local Walmart or Sam's Club where flavors there feature a 4 bar box of cookies and cream or double chocolate or coconut puff. So if you're near a Walmart or Sam's club, or you can go to built.com, grab one of their hit flavors and grab a built bar today. Welcome back into locked on Cubs. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Sam, one of the most common questions we're getting right now uh, either on the YouTube side or on the Twitter side is more about the, the roster, the, the universal roster, the roster as a whole. 
And so today we're going to give a a projection, a shot, realizing that it is only January 5th. Um, By the way, happy six-month anniversary, Sam. It's been a good run of doing this show. I'd like to take you out. Oh, fantastic. I'll check my schedule for the weekend. And uh, chocolate flowers. Sure. And we're going to go through four, uh, you know, the four main phases of the team, the lineup, the starters, okay, what the starters could look like. We're going to do that in just position order today. We've done a lineup before. We're just going to do positions. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, starting rotation, bullpen, uh, and bench. Also, knowing there will be a rotation of position players in the lineup, uh, with people moving around, especially on the corners uh, in the infield, and knowing, as you already brought up, Sam, with with your lighter uh, information, there likely will be a rotation of bullpen appearances based on high leverage or where uh, people fit in. So let's see what I got here. Uh, here are the starters. If the season opened today, Gomes, Hosmer, Horner, Swanson, Morell, Hap, Bellinger, Suzuki, and Mervis, who. I believe we're starting a fan club for at this point. I, I, I got I got cataracts. Let me I got to look a little closer. There it is. Okay. Sorry. It's, sorry, it's hard to see for a second here. I'm not, you know, I'm not 18 anymore. Um, now, do you want me to comment on this? How do you want? Uh, what do you want me well, to say? Well, we've here? done we've already done the lineup. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I so you, I would would I, you start anyone else different? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I I agree with everything. I'd say third base. It, you're basically making an educated guess between Wisdom, Morell, and um, McKinstry. Um, right. I, I I also think like with the starters, just briefly, the the only real nailed on everyday starters are Horner, Swanson, Hap, Bellinger, and Suzuki. The other mm-hmm. ones are going to be very matchup based. Like I don't know what if McKinstry projects out to hit Burns better than Morell and uh, uh, Wisdom. Maybe he starts opening day, but that's just because of the matchup. I don't know, right? Right, it's, right. Thir- third base is picking at straws. Everything else, uh, that's probably what it's going to look like. Okay, then we're going to go over to remember twenty six players nowadays, thirteen positionally, thirteen. Man, you're great at this pitchers and the bench is going to be Barnhart wisdom McKinstry. And then I have Darius Hill with the last position player spot, a uh, player that raked in triple a this past year, who's going to probably compete with Nelson Velasquez. Where's Madrigal? Or a couple others. Madrigal is not on here. Oh no, you can't. You're going to get crushed for that. People love Madrigal. But where does uh, he fit in? He's not, a, where does he fit in? Nine plus four is thirteen. You can't think, have you can't have three infielders. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so t- t- please don't yell at me. I'm I, I'm just I'm just I'm trying to save you. Okay. I I, I like the Hill thing. I think Magical probably plays in is in there for Hill, and you got to remember Morell acts as like an outfielder as well. Okay. So my, my and guess McKinstry was, might make in a p- couple innings out there. And if he does, find a new host. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. <laughs> then don't then, then don't come no, out. No, 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 no. McKinstry's not an outfielder, but Morell Morell is. So ex- I would expect I would expect a uh, uh, Madrigal in there for Hill. But to your credit, man, does a Madrigal trade make a lot of sense? Yeah. Or really, or he could he could start the year with the I Cubs. 
Yeah, no, that's maybe that. What happens. do you want me to say? I'm not going to hold back. Okay. I've made it this far, six months. No, no. Okay, okay. I, I just made a new graphic. I feel good. My guess would be that Madrigal starts the year on the team if he's not traded. Uh, that's that's a joke. No, it's not a joke. No, that's. I'm sorry. That's a joke. Now, how is that a joke? You, you you have your backup. You have four bench spots. You have your backup catcher. That's Patrick Wisdom who could hit 30 home runs. Of course, McKinstry with the Cubs love, and 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 you need another outfielder. But do you need another outfielder if you have Hap, Bellinger, Suzuki, Morel? You do. You need five outfielders. I think so. I think so. So we're gonna All move right. on. Well, to yeah. the, we're gonna yeah, move no, on. To the listen, it's food. For, it's food for thought. Just know. Right. I had a lot of it today. By the way, I've been critical of Madrigal on this show, and I almost got. I almost got executed. Okay, well, that's <laughs> – here's the starting rotation. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't uh, know if, I don't know if Magical's got burners accounts of listening people here. You know, all I ask is to hit a double. Hend- Hendrix, I almost didn't put in here, but – No, but that's – I that's guess I didn't now, want to get a lot of flack from the fans. No, now you're taking it too far, okay? Right, right. Well, I don't know if he's healthy, but Steele, Stroman, Tyone, Smiley, Hendrix is pretty straightforward. Yeah, I would say – a lot of teams are dabbling with a six-man rotation, and if the Cubs do that, who would be the sixth guy? Would it be Wisniewski? Would it be Thompson? I don't know, uh, but that that five seems. I mean, you know, we're picking at straws. That five seems really solid. I, I like it that you put Steele first for your own little feather in your cap. Um, I, I will say I am sort of excited to see who Ross does go with opening day. I know Stroman yeah. makes the most sense, and Stroman should be the favorite, but you never know. Right. So five starters, which means you have eight relief pitchers, and here's the bullpen. If the season opened today, Sampson, Leiter, Wick, Elias, a lefty, who we mentioned last week, uh, who was crushing it in, in the winter ball, Alzali, Hughes, Boxberger, and Thompson. So right now you have two lefties. You have a couple other lefty candidates in-house. One they just signed that Sam uh, has a childhood history with, Ryan Barucki. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. Yeah, and 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 they and they also signed Brad Wick to a minor league. Yeah, Brad catch, Wick catch. is back. I like Brad Wick. I don't know if he'll be ready that soon. No, he won't. But I just think that he, you know the the opening day bullpen guys, those guys switch up and yeah. go back and forth. You know, right. like, like 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 flipping a coin. Um, right. I was gonna say one more thing, and it slipped my mind. So keep going. And I just noted the two lefties, and then uh, you got six righties in there. And I have Thompson yeah, you know, uh, starting the year as the closer. Yeah, you know, I, I, I really don't think they're going to name a set closer. No. Um, Ross didn't I, name one last year. The only guy on this list that, that I look at and I'm like, I'm getting tired of him, is Rowan Wick. Right. If he gets off to a bad start or blows the game early on – Please take away his high leverage responsibilities because he's a talented pitcher, but he's a two pitch pitcher. He's fastball curve, and maybe once a month he actually has both going for him at one time. Uh, and sometimes he has zero going for him, and that's where he gets hit hard. He needs to be better. I'm I'm ecstatic, ecstatic to to, to watch Keegan Thompson purely come out of the bullpen, just like I mentioned uh, Mark Leiter Jr.'s strength. 
Keegan Thompson out of the bullpen last year, and he is a guy that will go multiple innings. You know what? I'm going to pull up the splits just real quick, Matt. Just be patient with me for one second here. Well, uh, and I, as you do that, I would just say ideally you get one more piece here via free agency and preferably a lefty. And, yeah, I, I think we'll just see how, how it plays out because um, you have a lot, of, a lot of variety here. No, but, yeah, a lot of variety, a lot of ups. I think their bullpen has a lot of upside. Um, let me let me let me just let me as a reliever last year he had a 1.47 ERA. Yeah, we'll dig into that moving forward One, as well. 156, 259, 221 against them. Not only could he he could be a two-inning closer for you. Absolutely. But I the, the role I want to see him in, Matthew. Yeah. Is I want to see him piggyback off of steel and or smiley. After, oh, five, great. after five, six innings, and if he's rolling... Finish the game. Finish the baseball game. And win that game. Yeah, no, that... Uh, this bullpen, I, the more and more I talk about it, that might be the thing I'm most... I think that ha- might have the high... Outside of the defense, the defense obviously has the highest ceiling, as it should. It's built around that. But this bullpen has a ceiling. And then just a uh, note here, just so we're thorough here on this show... Uh, this means that Wisniewski opens the season as the number one at AAA. And and that, I I don't know if I like that. I know, but I don't. I think he should st- be a starter. I'm trying to think, and, and well, he for, easily for, slots in into the five if Hendricks isn't ready. Yeah, and and, and 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 by the way, one of these guys, obviously, we don't wish it to happen, but it's just math. It's not going. They're going to be. They're going to get hurt before the season starts. Right. So. Um. Yeah. If Hendricks isn't healthy, he's the five. It'll be interesting to see. I think out of, out of that list, Samson. I. 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 I yeah. Like, of course. I think he still could be a trade piece too. Yeah. Right. All right. Let's get into best and worst. We. we I went long today because I. Man, am I tired of basketball? <laughs> I am ready for some okay. some some hardball. What do we got? Jan- right. Rest of January, February. Uh, we got a long way to go. A little ways to go, but we'll be fine. Coming up next is best and worst of the week. Stay tuned. Welcome back into Locked On Cubs. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. If you're joining us on the YouTube side, uh, really excited about our new graphic. And if you haven't checked this out on video, shout out to all our audio peeps. Uh, Please do that when you get a chance. So best and worst of the week, Sam. Uh, Very Hawkeyes heavy for me. As best, Iowa blanks Kentucky 21-0 in the Music City Bowl while their basketball team on the men's side uh, continues to plunder uh, as they are now 0-3 on the Big Ten season. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I'll wait to, to attack my team, who's who's been just as bad, um, because uh, they're unwatchable right now, but I think they're going to find a way to beat. Um, now, they didn't uh, lose to Northwestern, did they? Yeah, they did convincingly. Oh, um, but I think they're going to find a way to beat this team up north on Saturday. So we'll see. But they've been oh. they've been unwatchable. My best and worst right. is about my place. Best, right? Just just happy to be here. Own place. Feel good about it. Maybe I'll do a live tour at some point next time we're live. Worst is the place's gym etiquette. You know. Okay. I get that people sweat. Bring a towel. Hey, I also understand, you know, it's not the biggest gym in the world. It's a nice gym. I also understand people are lifting heavy weights. Okay. If you have to slam the weights down to where the whole, the whole place is shaking. Whole building. 
yeah, scale down five pounds, right? I, t- today I was at the gym, just, you know, I'm doing, when I'm at the gym, I very basic, you know, I'm doing my curls, listening to a podcast. And all of a sudden, I felt like there, I, I felt like I was being under attack. Just drop the weights down. And another thing, when you're on the treadmill, you know, you don't have to run so loud. You know, people, you know, it's just, there's other people, there's proper gym etiquette. And this doesn't really have like a locker room in it. Right. Cause you're, you just go upstairs, you're in your house. Um, you know, so, so people, you know, maybe just bring like a, like something to just quickly change into this little smelly, but the place is great. All right. Thanks for the update. And, uh, we hope to, we do hope to get a live tour. If we go live, uh, Maybe next week we'll give that a shot. Maybe we'll go live when the Cubs sign Hosmer for the sixth time this week. And then just publicly, I just want to ask. How many times are they going to announce that? We got it. Yeah, Hosmer's on the team. <laughs> what, is, what is your interest level in going to Cubs convention next Friday? <laughs> uh, uh, pretty high. I think, I think we'd oh. be hits there. I, I would love to go with a locked on shirt. Yeah, like, but like, can we perform or are we just going to well, be audience no, I think we're members? just going to you know, take in the festivities. Uh, well, I don't want to really... Let us know if you're going to Cubs convention. Yeah, if you go to Cubs uh, convention, maybe we'll maybe we'll, we'll we'll camp out in a little corner and everyone will just flock to us instead of listening to Ricketts, uh, Ricketts just just rumble on again. Just do a mini show. Yeah, do a yeah, little mini show, good. meet some people. All right, so next week we're going to do more of our player series, uh, what each player needs to do in order for the Cubs to do well in 2023. Might also unveil some bold predictions, then, of course, react to any transactions the Cubs – Uh, make as we get closer to spring training be sure to hit that subscribe button on youtube smash the like button as well i've noticed an uptick in that let's keep that train rolling apple spotify wherever you get your pods on the audio side he's sam over i'm matt cozy and this is locked on cubs